You're listening to Wholehearted with Jenny Muscatel, bringing you 10-minute wholehearted interviews with incredible guests to encourage you with the light and love of God. Join us each Monday by tuning in to www.christianmix106.com at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Jenny Muscatel, and you are listening to Wholehearted, where we have honest, faith-filled conversations with people whose lives have been impacted by CHD. Joining us today is Sheila Irwin, who is a Bible teacher, author, and event speaker. For nearly 50 years, she has been involved in a variety of ministries with a particular passion for investing in the lives of other women. You may know her by her book, Raising Up Dreamers, or as mom to the Irwin brothers who have produced several faith-based films. Sheila is also a grandmother to a heart warrior, and over these next several weeks, we will have the opportunity to get to know her more as we talk about faith, ministry, CHD, and family. Last week, we got to learn about Sheila, her ministry, and her passion to share God with other women. This week, we are joined by co-host Daniel Muscatel, and together we pick up where we left off as we talk about the importance of sharing God from life to life and hear more about Sheila's CHD journey. I walked through them with her, and I saw that Jesus really was enough. And if he was enough for her, guess what? He'd be enough for me. And so then I began to do that in kind with other women Mm -hmm. along the way as well. That's so beautiful because it's such an example of what a relationship in Christ provides. You know, he doesn't leave us alone on this earth. He brings other people around us to lift us up, to encourage us to be together in fellowship with him. And through friendship, you can encourage one another, but also grow one another, right? And Jesus, I mean, Mm -hmm. he's one of the best friends we could ever possibly have, Mm -hmm. or he is the best friend we could ever possibly have. And I know, like in my life, thinking about those growth moments, there's definitely been times that he has like, okay, we're going to grow now, but I'm going to be there with you and I'm going to support you, but we're going to take a leap of faith together. When you think back over these moments of mentorship and walking through hardship, not only with your mentor, but women that you've mentored, is there a, a time or a lesson that stands out to you? that you think of right away? Well, one of the things is teaching them to know Christ and to make him known. Uh, I always tell the gals now that a lot of the women that I mentored are now doing in kind. They have women they mentor and it goes on and on. So to know Christ and to make him known, I I used to tell them that you're going to have two kinds of women that are going to come to you when they see that you're available to mentor someone. Mm -hmm. One is a gal that wants you to fix her life. She really wants you to fix her life. She wants a better marriage. She wants her children to obey. She wants good things, but she wants wants. And you can help her. Mm. Not really. You can try, but she's going to, her her motives are incorrect. Then there's going to be those gals that come to you and say, I'm in a desperate place, but I want to know Christ in this. I want to know how to know him. I want to know how to, Philippians 3.10 is my life's verse, to know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering. Do I really want to know him like that? Those are the gals that are really, you're going to be able to invest your life in long-term. 
they're going to want to know him, even if the marriage falls apart and, and even if the children don't obey and even if and even if illness comes and even if they're going to want to know Christ in that place that they're in. And you can help them because that's what you got to offer is Jesus. That's all uh, is Jesus Christ and the word of God. I love God's word. And everything we need for godliness and holiness is in that book. So teaching them the word of God, having them sit in a Bible study or teaching, but also one-on-one counseling, talking, discipleship, whatever you want to call it, but reaching out to them. And everybody is unique, but everybody is the same. Yes. You know, we have unique situations, but we're all alike. You know, I, the gal that was here yesterday talking to me and says, have you been looking in my window? I said, no, I've been looking in my heart. <laughs> and I know what you're going through. I know those feelings that you're having. I've been there. I can I can relate to that. And not only have I been there, but Jesus Christ has been there. He's a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. He understands. And so as we walk through those difficulties, he's always there. He's enough. It's not about me. I remember my mentor, Joyce Yancey, telling me, she said, Sheila, if you forget my name, it's not a big deal. (laughs) If you don't remember who I am, if, you know, 100 years from now, nobody even knows that I existed. That's not a big deal. But if Jesus' life was carried on in one more life, that's what matters. Mm -hmm. And so it's life to life, woman to woman, that carrying on, that Titus to woman that says, "Okay, you've given this to me. I can give this to them. And on and on and on it goes that we're continuing that in each other's lives. So not anything in particular, because everything, I mean, I could give you a hundred scenarios or more, um, but a lot of that's confidential. (laughs) So so anyway, but there's been, you know, walking through grief and heartache. And, you know, one of the women that I mentored for 25 years, her husband was ill. Most of their marriage uh, was a brittle diabetic and ended up on dialysis and all kinds of stuff. And eventually they didn't think he would live past 40. He lived to be 60, but he passed away a couple of years ago. And so I picked up the phone and called her and I said, oh, baby, for this, you have Jesus. See, that's the key. We've got Jesus for every scenario and everything. I know y'all have walked through the issues with your heart, with your daughter. Well, we've had the same thing with our grandson, mm-hmm. you know, and I've walked through that with my daughter-in-law. And uh, the good news is this, this last checkup that our Sam had about three weeks ago, he told Beth that if Sam were to have to go to the emergency room and they looked at his heart, they would never know there was everything wrong, anything wrong with his heart. And his descending aorta was not connected to his heart. And we didn't find it out till he was three and they connected it. But but that was a tough place for us as a family to walk through, especially for Beth and walking through that. And I have the most teachable daughter-in-laws on the face of this earth. I truly have two roots. They are incredible women and they call, you know, and they'll, you know, they're free to say I'm a mess and I need to talk or or whatever. And so that one-on-one mentoring being involved in one another's life and being able to be vulnerable with one another and hold those things in trust. Yeah. Sounds like they have a Naomi as well who loves them dearly <laughs> and wants the I best. Do. I do. I do love them. <laughs> so that's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think about too, you know, just what you walk through with your grandson and um, praise God that he's doing well now because just being born without his aorta being connected, I mean, that would be a miracle for his survival in and of yeah. itself. And I think about as a mom who's gone through the surgical journey with my own daughter, 
one of the things, well, there's a couple of things that are common, you know, like you say, we all have these commonalities, which is that moment you have to hand over your most precious, this most precious gift that you could be given. What I always call Abraham's altar, because mm-hmm, you, know, you have to hand over with the hope and prayer, please God, give them back to us. And all you want to do as a mom is take that away and remove that burden so that they don't have to go through it. And I can imagine it was probably similar for you as well as a grandma, because not only do you want to take that burden away from your grandson, but you want to take that, that burden away and make that better for your kids. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, but the Bible tells us God is close to the brokenhearted. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you have the power of prayer. And while we can't fix or take care of those things or take away those things in our own strength, like we can pray to the God who's in control of it all. And he can help us through every circumstance we're called to walk through. Yes. Uh, My Beth tells, in fact, uh, on, on our website, you can pull it up. She tells her story of her journey with our Sam. And one of the particular things she tells about was as she struggled through and waiting for the surgery, Sam was a perfectly healthy boy, as far as we could tell, but he had a tummy bug and we almost lost our John when he was three. In fact, in the same hospital at age three, when the same hospital that Sam would have his surgery in as well. Anyway. And so she calls, um, her brother had lost his son several years before to brain cancer as a five-year-old and had walked through that. He's a pastor. And um, she called him on the phone. Uh, well, she said, I was laying prostrate on the driveway. We, they had a bunch of property, so they lived on nine acres. And she said, I was laying on the ground crying out to God. I don't want to walk through this. I don't want to walk through this. And so she called her brother, Dan, and Dan listened to her and said, Beth, what do you need? She said, I need for my child to be healthy. I need for the, she said, no, you're telling me what Sam needs. What do you need? She said, I need peace. Mm. And so he talked with her and then he gave her some beautiful advice. He said, baby, you don't get to write the story. God's going to write his Sam story. It's already written (laughs) and you're going to have to walk through it. And so as we walked through that together as a family, I remember the day of the surgery. We stayed home with all the older children that came over to our house. Of course, we were having to answer all these questions because they were old enough to understand. Is mm-hmm. Sam going to live? Will we ever see Sam again? You know, all these things. That I was having to field all these questions, which was difficult. And John and Beth were at the hospital with another gal that had, her son had had open heart surgery who had reached out to her from our church. And they were there together. And, and so they were keeping us abreast step by step by text messages and, and stuff, what was going on with Sam. I remember that moment that, I remember the moment that Beth and John texted us and said, he's on the bypass. Mm -hmm. And I thought, Oh God, my baby's heart's not beating. Yeah. Will it start back? Um, And so, you know, that was the most difficult moment for me as a grandmother realizing It's, you know, uh, and of course we got good news and everything went well. And it's probably written up in journals because the doctors said, we've never done this surgery on a three-year-old. We've done it on many a newborn because they go into stress, but God had rerouted his, his bloodstream. It was like bilaterally would go up and come down to his, it was wild. And in fact, right before they went into the surgery, another surgeon was there. John and Beth couldn't hear him, but she could kind of read their lips. They were in the 
last part of the ICU. And, and he said, that's my next surgery. And he's doing da, 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 what he was doing to him. And the guy literally said, that's your next, that little boy. And he said, yeah. And so anyway, but God was gracious. But yes, it was a very difficult place. You know, and it's funny, people tend to think because we're in the limelight out there that we have this little Pollyanna life and there's never any trials. And that's not true. Right. Uh, it's not true. You know, walking through, we've walked through many of those things as a family as well. But we just praise God for what he's done for our Sam and that he is doing great. And we're thrilled with that and thankful for that. What a powerful testimony. That was Sheila Irwin, and you are listening to Wholehearted. Tune in next week to hear more of this incredible conversation. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, thank you for listening to Christian Mix 106. Thank you for listening to Wholehearted. Remember to catch new episodes each Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ChristianMix106.com. To learn more about Jenny, you can visit her website at JennyMuscatel.com.